used to be republic.co, but when we became a billion dollar company, we could afford the last M. So we bought the republic.com <laughs> domain. I love it when the market's depressed. It means like the Correct. posers get taken out. 100%. Look, I spent the majority of my career, I built my foundation on distressed investing. I have a young daughter and I want her to be able to say, you know, her dad really demystified and opened up investing for everyone and gave people a shot. disclosure this is the orthogonal thinker podcast and we are here with connor myself and jc and jawad from republic capital we are giving no financial advice full disclosure uh orthogonal thinker is an investor in republic as well as a number of spvs inside of republic capital uh and again i this was in my dreams last night it was like we are not giving any financial advice at all. Uh, the intention of this podcast is to give people a view of unscripted, neutral information of what goes on in the financial markets and how deals get done and bringing the who's who in the capital markets and cutting edge startups. Uh, without further ado, Jawad from Republic Capital. Great having you, Jawad. Thank you so much for having me, David. It's This is a long time coming, and I know we've bonded over the last few months about this vision occurring, and I'm so glad that we finally got this to happen. You know, Orthogonal Thinker, you know, aside from being investors in our, in our platform, we actually invested in Orthogonal as well, um, mainly because of you, David, right? The way I view you <laughs> is, is the purple cow down the highway that you've got to turn your head and look and say, okay, that's something unique. In fact, you know, for a founder and entrepreneur, uh, when you get someone to crack their neck like that, you have to take a deeper look. Um, and, and I'm really proud of what you guys are doing. You have your hands in virtually everything. Uh, you know, you guys kind of run similar to us, deep but silent. And, you know, Republic, you know, Republic's vision back from 2016 kind of you know, aligns with what I did uh, when I jumped out of Wall Street to really democratize and demystifying investing. Why should only a certain few, you know, members of society get access to the next Uber or the next Airbnb or whatever? Uh, there should be ways and access to regular folks to participate and, you know, take for companies, really, they should view this as an opportunity to take their customers, make them investors with the full incentive to remain a customer, right? And and that goes for publicly traded stocks, right? Being a shareholder in Nike as a young person will really keep you incentivized to buying Nike products. And really the the, the spirit here for me, and, and I'll jump into my background in, in a second, um, is to really give people the adequate tools to invest, right? And it's not rocket science. Right, these kids are playing games like Pokemon or other games where you're looking at, you know, parameters and 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 other elements to decide. Okay, should I trade this Pokemon or not? Well, that really transplants into investing. Should I invest in this company or not? So we all have the fundamental tools to really uh, analyze a trade. It's just. And I would say you guys are. You guys are involved with some, you know, pretty cutting edge companies, a lot of space, crypto. Uh, I, I think we even did a vibrator deal together, as I remember, Christian <laughs> and I. Uh, what I yeah. wanted to introduce my co-host as well, kind of get their background as well. We wanted sure. to do this podcast in Hawaii. Uh, both Connor and JC were born and raised here. Uh, Connor, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yep. I'm Connor Tambaga. Um, I got my start in reselling sneakers. I was born here in Honolulu. Um, and I, it kind of grew into a, a bigger business. I met David at the pool of... How old are uh, you, Connor? Are you 18? I'm No, I, I just turned 21. <laughs> okay, so you're legal. I'm legal now. Okay. I'm legal now. 
Um, but but we figured out that the drinking isn't isn't the best thing for me. <laughs> we we figured it out here. He, he he does poetry when he drinks. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to give a little background on the concert you just threw? Yeah. So I I sold sneakers. I met I met a bunch of uh, celebrities through that, and then it kind of grew into I want to produce concerts in Hawaii because we we had a huge need for that in entertainment, and so. Um, I just threw a concert a couple nights ago. David and JC came. Um, they had an, an experience. It was an experience. It was an experience. <laughs> yes. Nothing. I'm, nothing's changed. Everybody still carries guns at these concerts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, and and now, so I'm I'm producing concerts and uh, creating more entertainment for Hawaii. Or trying to. I love it. Thank you for having being yeah. here, Connor. JC is a close personal friend of mine. Uh, we work together. Go ahead, JC. I'm JC Shimohara. I'm 28, uh, ex-professional stand-up paddle surfer, currently owning a surf school paddleboard kind of tourism activity company, and I work with David as well and pretty much do whatever David has for me on the plate. <laughs> can be chef. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> That's terrible, JC. <laughs> he he is my emotional guidance of keeping myself together every day. But uh, JC is someone that uh, we love and respect and is part of the Ohana. You know, we always, Jawad and I and the guys at Republic, we always use Hawaiian terminology. And I would say turn it over to you, JC, for a second. You were born and raised here. Uh, what is Ohana? It's family. And it doesn't have to be blood. Jawad and I have become Ohana in the last couple of months. It's a very new relationship. Uh, I've been doing business for, with Republic for over three years, and we just hit it off and, you know, been uh, working on doing a lot of new deals together. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like with everything you're doing at Republic, and uh, we always use Hawaiian terminology when we talk to each other. What is Ohana to you? What What is your love with hawaii you've never been here jawad correct i have never been there but what i will say is when i left wall street i moved to the virgin islands and and really what wall street was doing to me when i was a distressed debt trader at a couple of prominent hedge funds here was really twisting my perception of life right and as a young man i was looking at you know people as a means to an end and that's what kind of Wall Street does for you. And I wanted to just cleanse myself of any of that, of those. What, what, is, what is Wall Street? Is that like Gordon Gecko or what happens on Wall so Street? The way, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> so, so here in New York, the way, the way I look at it is any investment manager or any you know, firm that's managing capital on behalf of clients or for their own family offices. So, so what, what, do you do, what do you do day to day? What's your... What are you doing at Republic Capital? Tell us about some of the deals you guys are working on and stuff. Sure. So the the last, I would say, about two years really has been a, a deep focus in deep tech, right? Yeah. Republic Capital. What, what, is, start, what is deep tech? Deep, deep tech is really a term that goes to the sophistication of a product or a technology that's the core focus of a business, right? So a company that's making hot sauce, that's not deep tech. A company that's made a technology that can analyze peppers and, and really identify which ones are the best for harvest and which ones are best for making a sauce, that's a sophisticated element. And that's what we would call really deep tech. For us, what deep tech means is the business of sending rockets into orbit. And can you, can you give us a little bit like a, like a SpaceX? Like SpaceX, correct. So yeah. you know, space, and 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 just for full disclosure, you know, we are an SEC registered investment advisor. So certain names uh, I cannot identify and say, you know, we're we awesome. made an investment to a specific company. So just to be compliant with those rules. Um, well, when you're talking about space, when you're talking about space, a lot of people, you know, everybody watched. I think a rocket land yesterday, but I know. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we're investors in a number of space companies with you guys. Uh, yeah. How do you analyze? How do you analyze doing a deal in space? What does that mean? 
So what that really means for us, number one, is looking at the core team, right? Typically, in, in when it comes to space, you want folks that are coming from, you know, the SpaceX of the world, which is only one of, okay. right? Or, or a Jet Propulsion Lab or NASA or, you know, Boeing or Lockheed, folks who have heritage in this space for multiple decades. And, and that's, that, that would be number one. We will look at what are they building, right? And have they had traction? It's an extremely cost, costly endeavor to, to get a rocket launch company off the ground, right? Are we going so to have concerts in space? I mean, do you see that? <laughs> yes, I mean, yes, actually. Can, no, can, Con, can Connor throw a concert in space? Yes. So, uh, so interestingly enough, the International Space Station have become has been privatized, okay. and what that means is now the first module that they're going to be retrofitting onto the space station is a production studio, and this is public knowledge. That production studio is going to be the the, the studio where they film the next Mission Impossible. So, wow, really? Young Tom Cruise. Is it yes. Tom's going to be up there. Tom's gonna be up there. Tom hasn't. Tom you know, hasn't aged a day. He's almost like Connor's genes. When when is that taking place? <laughs> uh, so, so I believe that mission is scheduled for March 2024. Oh wow! And they're so, gonna shoot you know, Mission we, Impossible. Correct. And okay. so wow. when we when we invested in this company. Um, what we looked at, and this is different from a rocket launch company. Here's what we looked at. Yeah. The International Space Station is now becoming privatized. What that's doing is providing every single nation that ambitions to build a space program immediate access to the International Space Station. Think of it like where, a where is the International Space Space Station? I mean, the the so goal of this podcast is to to bring this to a level where people can. Everybody asks me all these questions all the time. And what I notice is sometimes the words we use are people don't understand. So where is it? I, I don't even know where the International Space Station is. International Space Station <laughs> is hovering above Earth right now as we speak about 300 okay. kilometers away in orbit. And this, this is a, think of it as a real estate in space that's just floating and, around. And how there. far is really 300 kilometers? Uh, that's a good question. It's like, about... how many football fields are we talking about? <laughs> I go to go to that AI chat. Chat. I mean, they could give us an answer really quickly. <laughs> call, call Sam Altman. <laughs> because for me and like my age group, when you say three hundred kilometers or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, they only, like, that's far. He only knows how many likes he gets on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> so it's about 3,000 football fields. Wow. 3,000 football fields. Yep. About 3,000 football fields. So, this, so it's hovering into space. There's a space station. And basically, is it like a city? Is it sitting on the moon or something? Or is no, it sitting on it's Mars? It's floating around, just like all the satellites that are floating around Earth right wow. now. It's beaming you know you sitting in hawaii and me sitting in new york that's all being done with satellites uh, and do you want to do you want to go to space i would love to go to space so you do want to go to space i do want to go to space wow okay. do you want to go to space David? no i don't want to go to space why jc uh, <laughs> yeah okay you J do JC's i know going, you would want to okay you wouldn't i'm gonna buy a ticket for jc to go to space with you you're Done. all about expanding the mind and this is what this is all about the next frontier Right. And I, I think once so many people go to space, like a million people have gone, I would go to space then. Definitely there's a fear of going to space. Uh, it's a control element. Of course, you're sitting on top of an explosive, right? <laughs> you're sitting on top of a bomb that's sending you up into orbit. And <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Now my anxiety level. I mean, I guess, I guess again, uh, I'm trying to keep maybe some psychoactive compounds while I go to space to keep my nervous system down well, once they're legal. <laughs> well, I, I can imagine your Instagram stories up in space. <laughs> Joad, what, what interests you about going to space? Like the zero gravity, seeing things? 
I so so I'm a I'm a huge free diver, right? Mm -hmm. I love getting in the I didn't ocean. know that really. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I Is love... that how you keep the model-esque? <laughs> <laughs> well, I the salt water definitely helps for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I find so much harmony and peace when I'm underwater and there's no sound and you're just you go, you know, 30, 40 feet underwater and you're looking wow. back up at the surface. That's a whole nother environment within Earth. And I would like to have that experience of being able to go outside of Earth and see what that's all about. Interestingly enough, Elon has set aside a number of seats on his starship that goes out to the moon in, a, in about two years for artists, for musicians, for poets, for painters, for, you know, writers. So when, and, when you're making these investments, you're, and again, I know, and you know, and people can look up Republic Capital on the deals that you guys have done. You guys are a big company. Let's, let's face it. You guys are dealing, you're, you're talking to these founders and they're giving you insight on what's going to happen in the next 10 years. I mean, you're seeing the future. That's what you guys do. Indeed. And yeah. what we saw, what really put Republic Capital on the map was an investment in a company called Relativity Space. What, what, who, who's Relativity? Yeah. What do they do? Yeah, I'm going to get right into it. Relativity uh, Space is a company that came out of Y Combinator. Yeah. They want to build, and they have built, a 3D printed rocket. One of the most cha biggest challenges for a rocket company is supply chain. Getting all the parts in time to build those rockets can be extremely challenging, and that's why several startups. So they're building they're building three D rockets. Three D rockets. What and what does that we, mean? Three D. They come out of a printer. They come out of a three D printer. Oh and shit! It's you wouldn't. Now he's would, really not going up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it, I mean, as funny as it may sound, this company's worth four and a half billion dollars, right? And 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 I, and I and I would say for full disclosure, I think Mark Cuban's a big investor. Yes, and there's yes. a lot of other okay. folks, a lot of VC folks yeah. that are invested in the company. Uh, Chamath recently said in the All In podcast that the biggest winner for 23 will be Relativity. Who's Chamath? Um, Chamat from Social Capital, you know, the SPAC king from 2021, 2022. Oh, you mean the guy that owns the NBA, yeah. NBA team? No, Chamat was the former head of growth of Facebook. Um, okay, got if it. you ever watched The Social Dilemma, uh, Chamat really goes into some of the, some of the, you know, the dangers of social media and how social media kind of like can hook you into yeah. you know, being addicted to, to, to social media, et cetera. But and, and, how, and how do you, how do you do when you meet these, you're meeting these billionaires and big investors. I mean, what's the emotional and how do you, how do you not get carried away? Because you and I both know, like I've been investing for almost 25 years. There's a lot of hype and you're determining, you know, we have this whole thing we call our check boxes how do you determine what the right deal is? So for us, we, we try to identify when a company is at the cusp of commercialization, right? For example, let's use space as an example. The demand for satellites has gone up the roof. And largely, it's been driven by Elon's private initiative in SpaceX, right, where he's dramatically brought down the cost of putting a single kilogram into orbit. However, his rockets are you know, almost always fully occupied, either with Starlink or other government payloads. So that's created a massive opportunity for other firms. Is that why that company is worth so much money? I mean, I think they just raised $750 million. Right, right. The, yeah, the, yeah. the new round. And this is a privately traded company valued at 100 That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a, indeed. that's a especially in, in when people are, you know, I see a lot of stuff saying Elon, he's a disaster. He doesn't know what he's doing. But I mean, Elon's a genius. Against him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't bet, bet against him. him either. No, I wouldn't bet him. And I know who Chamath is. But again, we're going to have a lot of people listening to this. This is going out to our email list. And, you know, people want to know. People ask us all the time, how do we get into these deals? 
How do we determine what we get into? You're sitting on the front lines. Let's not fool each other. You're talking to the, the big people that are making decisions where big dollars go into these companies. Indeed. And, you know, I am very blessed to have partners who are, you know, true subject matter experts in this area, number one. Number two, Republic Capital sits part of a broader ecosystem, right, where the, my group, the venture capital group, will bring in, you know, tens of millions of dollars into a particular investment. And then we can leverage the, you know, the crowdfunded platform and really tell these companies who otherwise would have overlooked the crowd that, hey, guys, you should, you should use these, you know, retail investors as your biggest evangelist. And those investors then get that upside at the earliest time possible because they're investing privately well before an exit occurs, number one. Number two, these investors, and we've seen with GameStop and, and the meme stock craze that occurred over the pandemic, that retail community has a huge influence, right? So for private companies to already have a foundation of investors before they go public, right, what we call crossover investors, is huge because when a company goes public, what's happening is uh, stock is being given to the syndicators who are just trying to get it off their books. But if you leverage the community, those folks, they typically hold your stock, they're evangelists for your stock, they're talking about it, they're tweeting about it, right? Um, you're not raising money from the crowd because you desperately need money, but what you need are community supporters, whether it's for a consumer product or a or a SpaceX, right? So, so what about what about the the mark the market is? I get thousands of messages a day, just like you do. Everybody's coming to me. What should they do? Crypto, this the market's down. I mean, is it a good time to invest? I mean, we're not giving financial advice, but but what do you? I, you know my view. I love it when the market's depressed. It means like correct. the posers get taken I, out. 100%. Look, I spent the majority of my career, I built my foundation on distressed investing, right? So this is why I'm so excited going into 2023. Um, so these, these, these guys, these, these guys here are in their 20s. Do you, what do you, what do you got? You guys got any questions on investing? Even know where to start. Is that so? So where do they start? Do they go to your website? And can they find out? Absolutely. I mean, go to republic.com, sign up for for an account, look at the opportunities. Um, obviously, my my contact will be available to you guys as well if you wanted to have more of a deeper discussion. Um, but there's so many resources, whether it's Reddit threads, which I've immersed myself in all the time, Discord. I love Reddit. Um, I love it. And, and really what I would say is if you want to start investing, choose something, choose a company or a sector that you're already passionate about, whether it's music or, or cooking, they're publicly traded companies, right? That, that I'm going into, you know, I'm going into the sex positive lifestyle. Into the what? <laughs> sex positive dong, you know, that's our new company. Oh yes. I can't wait. <laughs> And Connor, clearly, any, that's a passion uh, for you, David. Oh my God, I I love dong. Sex positive is is important. I mean, do you have this, any... all this guy talks about is dong, dong, dong? I trust me, I <laughs> BDE all the time. <laughs> it's always BDE. <laughs> that's part of the that's part of the Wall Street mantra, right? So, I mean, do you what do you, what do you think about at twenty one? What are you investing in, Connor? I think that there's a huge gap for the people in my age group. Like they don't know when the right time is to invest and then also what to invest in because they don't want to risk money that they've made over a certain period of time. And like your company, like I didn't, I didn't know about it until today. Um, I've been telling them to get a good IR team behind it. It's in the works. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but I feel like, like there's just a huge gap for my age group coming out of high school, being in college on like what the right time is to go into investing and how to be safe with it. Mm. Well, let me tell you what my first real investment was. And it was in real estate. 
And it wasn't, it wasn't sex was, products. It was not in sex products. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I'm sure that the property we bought, there was a lot of that going on in there. I was there, okay. <laughs> we, we bought a villa. We bought a small villa um, in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. Okay. And what did you guys do? We we bought it for, I think it, this was in 2006 or seven. I know I'm kind of aging myself here, but uh, this and how was old were you? Year. How old were you? I was 20, 21. Okay. I was 21. What are you, 20, 25 we, now? <laughs> I wish. I wish. Go ahead. I wish. Um, and we bought this real estate and we rented it out. This is before like Airbnb existed, right? So we were using other ways of marketing this property and we would essentially have it rented out every single week, uh, whether it's like during spring break or the or summertime, whatever. Uh, and it paid off. We bought this thing, I think it was like 160 grand. We sold it three years later for 300 something thousand dollars. Uh, and in the meantime, it was cash flowing. And all it yeah. took for me at that time was 10,000 bucks. And then the three other guys brought in 10,000 each and we put a down payment and, and we started dabbling, right? For me, at that moment, I didn't want to get involved in stocks that early. I preferred something a little bit more safer. And that was my kind of like first foray. And I remember receiving my return on that investment and I was just, completely hooked and you're you're a, you're in your mid you're in your mid 30s now right yes you're 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 you were before republic you were you're 36 and before republic you're you were someone that's semi-retired i was and i and i say this all the time you know <laughs> Republic. Was my how, last how did game. you how did you how did you do it how do you how'd you get there i mean i know because my son comes to me and's like you know, how do I be this person or how do I do that? And, you know, what does it take to get rich? I mean, that's what an 11, 12 year old is saying now. What advice would you give people? How did you how did you get to where you are today? And I know it's hard work because you and I don't sleep much either. Well, yeah, I also think well, people want to get rich fast now. Yeah, people do want to get rich fast. You got rich fast. You're in your 30s. I, how did you get rich? So it was all during my hedge fund days in my early twenties. Uh, we what, and what is and what does that mean? What is a hedge? What is a hedge fund? Is that like billions? A, no. So yeah, we were managing um, probably four billion at the time, and what we were doing during this time between two thousand eight and let's say twenty fourteen was investing in deeply distressed assets, primarily you know homes, houses. So we were buying things at you know twenty cents on the dollar and getting a recovery of like ninety cents after rehabilitating. So the sort property. of sort of like right now the market has tightened. There are deals out there. Indeed, indeed. And okay. as a young man, the the fund I was working at gave me a piece of the carry. And what carry is is the is the portion of the profits that the house gets to keep, and then the remainder goes back to investors. Right. And that and that's Typically. what you do at Republic Capital. If you're an accredited investor, you can if I know we don't I don't know what the exact rules are, but if you go past KYC AML, you're accredited. Uh, uh, an invest a a amateur investor can invest alongside a Republic where you take a fee and a carry and you manage that process. Correct. Correct. And yep. my my own money is invested in every single deal here here at Republic. So, so you, me, did I'm you get rich? Lot. Did you did you get wealthy off the hedge fund days? You worked hard Correct. in your 20s and you got you were investing during the last what I would call market crash. It was the Great Recession. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, I remember people were getting kicked out of their homes. This is during the Occupy Wall Street movement, if you guys recall that. Um, I do. Where, you know, yeah, so I remember walking into my office and I come from humble origins. I didn't have a bed until I was 15 years old. We slept on the floor, uh, you know, wow. in, a, in a rough neighborhood in Queens. And I remember walking into my office during the Occupy Wall Street movement and people were like throwing tomatoes at us and garbage at us. And, and I, that's, you know, when I was having these epiphanies, like, do I want to do this business when the entire world thinks I'm nothing more than a shark or a leech that's 
benefiting off of people's misery. Uh, and and I no, I did not want to be that way. No matter how we, much we in, we in, we invest with Republic because you guys, you know, always believe in frequency and quantum physics. You're good people, and that's important to us. We know that you are empowering the investment landscape. We understand that. I really appreciate you saying that. And 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 what I will say, especially for a lot of the, the Republic is a young company, but. There's a lot of senior folks here who've had a taste of success, you know, whether it's in Wall Street or other or Silicon Valley, whatever, uh, that are really guiding the ship and the next generation, right? Folks who have left extremely lucrative careers and have some sort of a foundation to really fully devote their time into this. I want this to be my legacy, right? I, I have a young daughter um, and I want her to be able to say, you know, her dad really demystified and opened up investing for everyone and gave people a shot, right? If if people don't have knowledge and education about finances, they're screwed. They'll, they will be slaves forever and slaves to debt, right? It's crazy in America at the age of 18, you can get a credit card with a $10,000 limit, but they will make you jump hoops and hurdles to open up an investment account. And that's slowly changing, wow. right? But we cannot do this to our young people where we're giving them, you know, unlimited credit only to then have a ball and chain attached to them for the rest of their lives. And this goes also to, you know, student loans and student debt. What, what, right? I mean, I just to, just to, just to throw this out there, cause everybody asked me like, how do you prevent about dealing with like a Sam Bankman? I was going to say fraud, but Sam Bankman freed. I mean, how it's do you, so I mean, it's, you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, we, I got you. I got you. We we looked at the FTX deal twice. I remember it came across my desk and I passed on I it. remember. Both. Christian and I talked about it. And I passed because seeing a company going from zero to $32 billion, um, in 18 months, that's that's hard to swallow, right? That's, can can, you, that's can you explain you to people why that's not real? Because I try to explain this all the time. Like, Building a startup takes a lot of time. Yes. Uh, I can remember, and you know, we're using Elon as sort of the narrative. I remember Tesla in 2008, you know, somewhat saving his company. We're in 2023. That company in the last couple of years is really just hitting its threshold. So I think yeah, like the yeah. younger generation, when I talk to Connor or JC, things take time. Correct. And, and really what, what was happening in crypto was, look, crypto, blockchain and crypto is extremely valuable and important for our future. But what happens, and this happens with any new, you know, industry that emerges, the first wave of participants tend to be bad actors and the fraudsters. Can, but can, can people count on, can people count on Republic? that they do you guys do due diligence and i'm and i'm going to say this i'm 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 biased because i know a couple of the partners are friends of mine so i yeah. know you guys really go through those check boxes um and yeah republic's a billion dollar company let's let's that's that's the truth of it how but how it, do people it know took us years. it took us years to get here okay you guys have a checkbox approach too you're going through things and you're making sure things are kosher. Absolutely. So there's a, we have a team of analysts that have due diligence, like pass fail tests that occur on a, on a variety of variables, uh, you know, from how these crypto projects are managing their treasury, who's getting what and what schedule and really just verifying, um, you know, what, what these founders are really building and, we learned that because we we made some mistakes early on and, and some founders. Everybody does. Uh, and, and we learned from it, right? Uh, you know, thank God it wasn't anything that really destroyed the business. There were, you know, learning takeaways for sure. But, um, you know... It, I, we, I, I we, just want to be clear here. Investing can be very dangerous. This is a, you know, investing in the stock market can be dangerous. This is not a, you you have to educate yourself. You should. And and what what young people I recommend they do is like 
you know, start investing small, small dollars and really pay attention. You have to read a lot, right? Read. I, I, I can't stress this enough. You know, I'm constantly reading The Economist, one of my favorite publications. Um, I'm, I'm all over the place, whether it's Discord or Reddit. Um, go to meetups where people are just abstractly talking about ideas. Can you and guys do something? Really, in, can you guys do something in Hawaii? I wish you guys would come out here and do some type of a meetup here. To, there, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of a These two guys are both successful entrepreneurs, uh, and yeah, they're looking for. I, I, I think places like Hawaii are super untapped. There are incredible I, entrepreneurs here. Guys, do you have any I, input? Yeah. Yeah, Jawan. So people who are listening like me, what's a small investment? Like ballpark number, because small to David is big peanuts <laughs> to me. JC. <laughs> David's not talking about 20 bucks. No, set aside, you know, a thousand bucks. You know, I, I think, you mm -hmm. know, a young person coming out of college or, or, or you know, a few years out of school should, should have a thousand bucks to, to really invest, whether it's in crypto or publicly traded stocks. There's there's platforms that let you buy fractional shares of real estate right here on Republic. Like we let you can buy a fractional piece so, of a luxury condo somewhere and collect dividends, right? Diversify your portfolio. So that's that if there's a number, I would probably say somewhere between five hundred and a thousand bucks. And if you have more bandwidth, but, but what is it. the what Wait. is the minimum investment you can put in fifty bucks, a hundred bucks? Uh typically on, on the crowdfunding platform, it's about a hundred bucks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you can you can invest for a hundred bucks. What so, go ahead, Connor? Yeah. So is is your company like an app kind of similar? You mentioned as a comparable to um Robinhood, right? Yeah, yeah. So we are. We do have an app where you can, you know, you can do it either on the website or on an app, but allows you to buy, you know. Is it republic.com, republic.co? Yeah, what is republic it? Republic.com. Republic.com. Okay. We actually awesome. it used, we used to be republic.co, but when we became a billion dollar company, we could afford the last M. So we bought the republic.com <laughs> domain. Now. I that love M it. That M was really expensive. So these, so Connor has a concert promotion company, would you call it? Production. Production company. JC, do you want to give some background on what you're doing? I started off teaching surf lessons at 16 and ended up buying half nice. of the company that I work for at 23. But we do multi-sports multi -sports and my career in surfing wasn't doing so hot and the money wasn't growing, so I thought... Oh, you're a great surfer. Well, could be better. <laughs> um, hey, Joel, well, I, I got to be your off topic. Come out there. Oh, please. But this is so attain pertaining to the ocean. What got you into freediving? Growing up in New York, it's not too the best place to freedive. Well, that's that's precisely why. That's precisely why. Because we had you know, have <laughs> access to, to, to freediving. So when I made my first trip out to... Uh, this was in 2011. I actually went to the Virgin Islands and I just started diving. I'm like a fish in water. You throw me in the ocean and I just, I feel right at home. He's going to love Hawaii. Started... Yeah. You know, you're looking you know, at the I... sunrise. You're looking it's, at the sunrise right so... here. Juwad, you come to Hawaii. I got a boat. I can take you free diving, surfing. You name it. Oh, man. You guys are, you okay. Know... It's going to happen on, on this a, year on... for sure. So on a on a whole nother subject, and we'll turn it around because we want to incorporate some, you know, Hawaii into this podcast. The whole idea was talking about commerce here and things like that. Uh, tell us about Hawaii, JC. You have a good like. Has it changed? What's been going? I mean, are things happening here? Hawaii's definitely changed, but in the sense of business, I think it's a better market now than it was. Why? More more tourism. Yeah, is that good for the island? It's good, good and bad. It's like a chokehold on the island. Like uh, we need the money here to survive with tourism, but it's also sometimes it's a little too busy. How how do people like Jawad and I empower an island like this if we want to come and do business here? What's the best way to do it? 
Just treat others the way you want to be treated. Beautiful. I like that. Just, yeah. Yeah. In, in Hawaii, for like David sees me, I'm the most talkative person to everyone, but it's just how I grew up in Hawaii. I grew up in a small town where everyone knows everyone. I try to tell them loose lips sink ships, but no. <laughs> JC is one of the kindest souls you will ever meet. I'm actually excited for you guys to meet. Just truly, yeah. Can't when wait. you come to Hawaii, you'll see. What could you so leave what, us? What, like, what, tell what, me a little bit. Go ahead, Drew. I was, I wanted to ask, like, what's like, you know, the young, what do, you know, obviously in New York, there's so much going on and there's people and there's programs from school that are kind of like bridging them into like opportunities uh, that they want to pursue, whether it's in finance or art or whatever. Uh, what What's really the aspiration in Hawaii? Because, you know, island life and I've lived on an island before, it's, it's very different. Um, well, I'm just going to throw this out there. I mean, Connor went to the same school as President Obama did. I mean, is that oh, wow. factual? It is. He did go to that school, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. P what is um, it called? It's called Punahou. Um, I I went there, and it was, I would say that now they are changing into helping kids that who are, you know, have a little bit of a creative twist to them and, and want to do things like investing and get out. But when I was there, it was very like, get your math homework in on time, and that's all they really cared about. And um, I think that they've seen the world kind of changing, but Hawaii gets it last, I feel like. Well, Jawad, back for me, like I grew up in the country, very small school, about 80 kids, 80 to 100 kids per grade. So there's not too much going on in the sense of branching out. I would say out of my grade, maybe 10 people went to college out of state and maybe those 10 are still living abroad, but I got an invite mm. to a class reunion next month and i think 98 percent of them will be there and they <laughs> haven't left so it's it's like oh, a wow. hard thing it's it's hard to grow out here because a lot of the influence you have out here is going to the beach having a good time drinking beers go to work do what you have to do so you can go drink beers with the friends and go surfing later would you would you have grown up anywhere else do you ever do you ever regret it or would you live somewhere else I never regret it, but I've always wanted to live in Australia. I got to experience that for five years, and it was a really cool opportunity and kind of just brought in the spectrum of it's not about just that little town. There's so much more out there in the world. You you have a baby girl. Is it going to be different for her growing up here? Are you? Yeah. I mean, what are you doing differently? I'm going to take her out of the country a lot more to see yeah. more and exposure. I never left the country till I was 16, and you I had to do it with surfing. You both have little daughters. How old is your daughter, John? Yeah. She's five. I'm not, I got a 14-month-old. Yeah. So, I oh, have a God little bless. daughter that's 10 going on 30. And hopefully <laughs> I don't have any daughters. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, what, no, what, can uh, we do, what can we do here in, you know, the, from the venture community, here, whether it's in New York or California, it, in your mind, what can we do to really you know, get exposure in Hawaii, whether it's like creating like a hack house or an incubator or, or I, I, um, I think, I think what we're doing or what we're looking at is, you know, having dinners, having meetups, a lot of, you know, what we've done in New York or Miami, where you have like a Wednesday night and everybody meets and does a happy hour. Listen, this is very new. I've put this off for about a decade to like do this podcast, create these meetups. At the end of the day, I'm going to say for me, I'm looking at being in Hawaii now and I see this place changing a lot. Food is changing, restaurants, nightlife. A lot of international people are coming here. I think this is a this is a great market to get exposure where you're going to see a lot of a lot of people from a lot of different places. And yeah, I mean, for us at Orthogonal Thinker, we want to invest money in companies from here. We want to partner with people. We want to do this podcast. We want to have these meetups. Um, again, I'm 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 kind of the oldest person in the room, but looking to the Connors and JCs to, you know, give a little bit of wisdom of my ten thousand mistakes and you know the things that have worked out. 
And I think, you know, right now when I talk to the bankers on Wall Street and, you know, in, in Bay Street, the idea is community, bringing community together. And for me right now, my kids are from Hawaii. Uh, they've lived here their whole lives. And I want them to have exposure not only to nature and surfing, which both of my kids love, but also be able to have, you know, people that are talking business and want to do cool stuff. Uh, you know, my son is programming robotics now and stuff. So, oh, wow. you know, one of the one of the reasons I, you know, I wanted you as one of our first guests is this is an untapped market. Let's see. First of all, things take time. Let's figure out how to, you know, do things here. Uh, this is still the United States of America. For me, for me I, I, I thought that I was entrepreneurial because I hung around older people all the time and had older friends where we weren't Likewise. talking about surfing or like doing that kind of thing. We were talking about... Do you surf? Not really. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but like, I'm not, I wasn't but hanging he works around out. that crowd. He, he does work out. I wasn't hanging around that crowd and I was more hanging around like my parents' friends or things like that where they were talking about business and then that was all that I was interested in because that was all that was talked about. And you were you were born and raised here. Yeah. You're a Hawaii kid. I am. Yeah. I mean, I think you have two, you know, you're from one side of the island, you're from another side of different? Different. Definitely yeah. different. And what what's the difference? I live in a country town. There's yeah. no buildings over two stories tall two stories tall in my town. Do you like it? Oh, it's great. Okay. And it's it's cool. You get to see both sides of the spectrum with Connor and I. And like we grew up in the same island. It's a small place, but in two different environments. And now we're meeting here. And it's cool and we get to work together and learn more it's about amazing. each other, even though we grew up at the same place. Grew up in the same look, place yeah. on this island, didn't know each other until like a month ago. Yeah. Until the ice bath. Wow. Until the ice bath. <laughs> well, what do you mean ice baths? Me and Dorian were having an ice bath, and Connor was there. And what, was he I naked just, in there? He wasn't. He didn't okay. give us the surprise. <laughs> he didn't give us. We have seen some people with the surprise in there, but <laughs> you know, I, 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 literally, I can tell you over the last year or two, I've listened to so many podcasts and so many different things, and what I wanted to do is create something that was real having real conversations i find and a lot of what i've read and heard about what's out there is like you're seeing a very scripted or a very non-real version of what's going on in a lot of these podcasts i i do like some of them but you know i i we want to create something where people can actually have things that are att attainable and see things that, you know, they can do this. And I know for a fact Republic is a company where people can come in, learn about investing. You guys have a great group of people that are looking at these deals. Again, no, in, no investment advice, but I would say if I was just starting out investing, I'd probably put 100 bucks in 10 companies that I really like and, and yeah. see what happens. And, so, and that would, and, you know, again... It's about having a diversified portfolio, but that that's kind of how I would start. That's my opinion. So so does Republic allow you to choose the companies that you want to go into, or are you saying get deposit $100 and, and we'll take care of it for you? No, so that's the beauty of it. And, I, and, and really the way Republic was built was to adequately equip the investor. And while we provide a ton of thought leadership and knowledge uh, through whether it's webinars or other mediums, uh, you make the final decision on which company you want to back, right? And 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 can you pull out any time? No. So when it comes to private investing, right, you are you're in for the long run. So so what I what I what I really do is look at your portfolio from a liquid and illiquid perspective. And what liquid means is how quickly can you pull your money out of an investment, right? So the most liquid type of investments are publicly traded stocks. You and know, you, you can, can also lose all your money. You can also lose all your money. That dynamic doesn't <laughs> change, right? No. That dynamic does not change. 
uh, you know, real estate is very illiquid typically, um, depending on the market you're in, right? In, in New York, you can relative, you can sell something pretty quickly because there's so much demand. Some other parts of the country, not as fast. Um, so, so that's how I would approach it. Um, there's a, there's a, a deep initiative at Republic this year to really take some of the Republic capital portfolio companies who, you know, are the, what, what made us competitive with the, against the Andreessen's and the Sequoia's of the world, which are legendary VC investors, is that we aim to provide liquidity to investors in two to three years or less. So, so basically, people are somewhat investing alongside Republic. I mean, these are your guys' yeah. deals. Depending on if they're unaccredited or accredited, you guys have all types of deals. Um, yeah. So if somebody goes to Republic.com, they're going to be able to read up and learn about things. I don't want to put you out there, Jawad, but... How does somebody, are you on LinkedIn, Instagram? How does somebody find you? Sure. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. My, my full Don't name give is us Jawad your cell Khan. phone number. Are right, you okay? <laughs> so it, it... Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, Instagram also, I'm, I'm on Instagram. Okay. So why don't Jawad you Nine... give us all your contacts so we can put it out there and then we'll put the sure. republic.com website. Um, I think to kind of, I'm going to throw this out there on our side. If Jawad wants to learn more about Hawaii, where should he go? He can call me directly. Okay. <laughs> no. So JC, I Here think JC's, I think JC's Instagram is probably, but what JC are viewers. I mean, if they want to learn more about Hawaii, where if somebody's coming to Oahu, what is your website for your company? Seeingboardsportshawaii.com. We'll, we'll list that as well. And, if somebody come wants to come to one of Connor's concerts, where do they go, Connor? Yeah, uh, ConnorTumbaga.com. Okay, so we'll put we'll put all of that, and you know the goal here is for us. It, it's about I I try to say this. It, it's about being neutral. We're not here to give out money. We're not about like you know. Yes, we're into sex positive products and other things, but it's about having a real conversation with people and. These are questions that I receive in the thousands every day. And sometimes it's hard to explain. I mean, I can tell you that after 25 years, and I grew up in a family where all my family members are investors, I'm just getting good at this at 46 years old. So, yeah. you know, I was actually looking, I was actually looking at our new deck and I was like, why, why wasn't I building something like this a couple years ago? So it yeah. does take I it does take time. I think that I'm going to say this because I hear this a lot from other people. Yes, I also feel insecure when I hear about like these 20 some year old billionaires or I'm listening to these podcasts and I see guys driving around with Ferraris or dating these models and other things and the goal here is to keep this really, really real and to understand that anybody that's working in the startup world, they're working really, really hard. It's not an yeah. overnight success. And a lot of times people do multiple startups and never make it happen. But the goal yeah. is learning from your failures. Um, to conclude this, do you want to leave us with something, Jawad? What is, what is your final thought? What's your take from all of this? never give up right and i've i've faced adversity to the most extreme levels and we can save that for another podcast but yep. i have never ever given up and no matter how ambitious the the idea is of course i'm a realist but i don't prevent yourself from thinking big and pursuing it because especially in america you have all the resources and and support to really pursue what you want. It doesn't matter how big or small you're starting and forget about the noise, shut that out. Forget about what other people think about what you're trying to pursue, right? I'm really stressing this for the young folks because I've been there and I, you know, have fallen to the trap of keeping up with the Joneses. It's not worth it. 
right? Um, what really I mean, keep... and, 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 and what happens when you keep up with the Joneses? Then you're an imposter, right? You're, yeah. You are not really true to yourself. And you're the biggest fool there is yourself. In fact, you're fooling yourself. But, um, and I'm going to so, touch. And I'm going to. I'm going to touch on this. And I know we. Sure. Skate, I know we were trying to like. We. You know. We have a couple more minutes. But there is a lot of mental illness in the startup world. Are there's mental anxiety? This is not a. What What do you do? And I'm. I'm going to say this because I'm going to throw it. I'm a big fan of Republic. I'm a. I'm a fanboy of Jawad too. We've met literally in the last 60 days, a very good friend of a friend of mine that I trust with my own money. And I would say like, what do you do to keep, you look great. You always have it together. And yeah, how do you keep that? You know, and I don't know if this will necessarily be helpful, but you know, I am, I am a single dad. I have a daughter and she's my North star all along the way. So anytime, um, you know, there's a temptation and New York City is full of them, uh, I always look at my daughter and, and think, you know, if she's in the room, what would her impression of me be? Uh, I mean, for me, and, and, for me, when I look at a Sam Bankman, there was temptation. There was, I think, I actually think he, you know, I, I don't know if our lawyers are going to appreciate this. I think he has mental illness. I know he does. I know he so does. I, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think a lot of people talk about this, but I, you know, not in a good or bad way, I was involved with Y Combinator. We invested in a lot of companies. And, you know, I remember one gentleman, and not to talk about it, that ended up committing suicide. I mean, oh, it tough. is a, it, it's terrible. And it is, it is being an entrepreneur is difficult. I'm going to tell you this just because I have a 10 and 12-year-old that are constantly talking to me about TikTok and social media and being yeah. rich and and all the anxieties of, oh, you know, somebody showed up with a brand new Tesla, my friend's mom, and blah, 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 blah. So it's like, it, it's also to understand you got to ground yourself down and understand that there's going to be a lot of temptation out there. Yeah. And, and and it sounds and like you make it, it sounds like your your daughter is your north star. She is absolutely. Yeah. Um. And and I don't I don't want to you know compromise that. And then separately for me, I, you know, there's a lot of people here at Republic that rely on me as well, right? For the future of our business and our growth. And I don't want to let those people down, whether it's employees or our investors or our partners. Um, you got you guys are it's the Republic Ohana. Yeah, it's the Republic Ohana, yeah. and yeah, you know I, I, you know when I I could be reckless with my own money from time to time, but with my investors' money, I treat it like my firstborn child, and I I have a huge I do duty too. here. So, I do too, and so, I and I and I re, and I know that because I know you guys put your own money into deals is why I respect it so much. Uh, JC, Connor, any final words for Jawad? Any JC's ready to take you surfing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I, I... I'm going to come there either this quarter or next quarter, and I'm going to spend like two or three weeks in Hawaii. I'm going to find wait. a nice place to meet new vids, and I'm going to immerse myself there. I know Honolulu has a lot of capital for us. I know that yeah, for a, a fact. A lot. And, and there's, they're just waiting for opportunities. So I, I want to are, and, that and, first. And, and, we're, and we were supposed to come together to do this. Yes. That's yes. what I'm excited about. And you're going to you see look, me there. You look, you, you, look, you, you look part Hawaiian, which is great. I mean, can I say <laughs> that? Am I, is, that direct, is that okay, JC? No. <laughs> Especially when I get my tan <laughs> on. Yeah. Yeah. Joa, this is the one state that being brown, you're the majority. <laughs> I hope we can say that without getting into trouble. I don't think so. Okay. I just want to, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm listening it's to like seven lawyers in my ear right now. <laughs> but hey, come, when you come here, if you need help finding a place, whatever it is, please feel free to ask. I, I, would, I certainly will. I, I would say, and again, this place has changed my life. I don't know, again, how this podcast is going to work and we're coming out with a newsletter, but... 
I knew and I felt because I have so many people reaching out to me that we needed to do something to people here want to learn more. And I appreciate that. This is probably one of the most magical places. It's defined orthogonal thinker. I've said that consistently. And I would say again, and I, I know you mean this, people can reach out to you. People can reach out to me. We're ready to establish things here, give advice, uh, and yeah, create commerce here on this beautiful island. There are a lot of magic makers here, like our producer Jordan that's sitting here uh, doing this podcast. We wanted to use somebody that was here in Hawaii. And uh, I can tell you everybody here on set is a very special person and is looking to share their frequency with the people that come here. Love it. I can't wait. This was truly an honor. I really appreciate being the of inaugural ghost, uh, host here. I mean, uh, Any, guest. Anything else, Connor? No, it was really great to meet you. Great first um, guest. Anyways, aloha, my friend. Thank you, Joao. We'll talk soon. All the best, Connor. Yeah.